Welcome to Chatterbox Hub, a podcast specially created for the love of audio. It's dedicated not just on voiceovers, but on all things audio. I'm Yulia Stancheva, a presenter, producer, voice actor and voice director who has been working in the voice industry for more than 20 years. In this first episode, we want to take you down deep into the rabbit's hole, or in other words, in the agent's wonderland. If you want to know how to get an agent and how to nurture that relationship in a way which helps you grow your voiceover career, stay tuned. I have three super agents here in the studio with me, and they're all happy to be disclosed. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm Camilla Laxton, and I'm also known more famously as Cruella. Hi, I'm Joanna Shioka, and I'm famously known as the Shocker. And I'm Luciano Cipolla. And when the night falls, you can call me Lucky Luciano. We know that audio has the ability to reach the right people at the right time in the right place. Audio can be used to reach users when visual can't. Sound just like smell creates associations and evokes memories. Sound can tell us a story about the character, place and time in ways visuals can't. And podcasts are just one of the many ways to tell your story. So although the answer is quite obvious, I still want to ask Camilla, why podcast? What is the idea behind Chatterbox Hub? That's a good question. Um, this is one of the debates that comes up every now and then uh, within the company. Is audio going to die or is it going to stay alive? Is it going to change? And I think five, ten years ago, there was a real worry that audio was going to go dead. Um, but now we've seen this um, whole revival of everything audio, including podcasts. And I think that people have had quite enough of reading. You know, you're inundated with emails, you're asked to respond immediately. And so therefore, people turn to audio instead. And it's, it's, it's easy, it's, it's handy, isn't it? Because you can listen to it in the car or while you're doing other things like washing up or whatever. But it's, um, I am really pleased to see that there's such an increase of audio projects, including podcasts and also audiobooks. So yeah, we thought, why not? Why not? Why not um, jump on this uh, fantastic chance of creating our own podcasts? Certainly podcasts are booming and they're only to get louder, with more than 6 million in UK listening into podcasts every week. If you are a voice actor listening to this podcast, you must have been in a similar situation like me, asking yourself, how can I create a more personalized and meaningful relationship with my agents, which can enrich our mutual work? I believe that getting to know your agent and his background more and trying to understand what they work entails is a great starting point. Let's open Chatterbox and see what their story is. Can you tell me how did you start your career as an agent? Yeah, so I had, had by the time I set up Chatterbox, we set up Chatterbox in 2012. I had been working as a freelance voice artist for about 15 years and um, being so closely connected to the studio side as well, Alchemy, we saw a need for providing Alchemy with, uh, well, with an agency where they could go to, to get their voices rather than booking voices through other external agencies. After a bit of thinking, 
I thought, well, yeah, I, I'd like to do this because I, I feel I know the industry really well. I'm one of very few Norwegians in London, so I've been booked for everything under the sun uh, to do with Norwegian language from, you know, drama to commercials, uh, e-learning, um, you name it. So ADR. I'm ADR. <laughs> and, I, and, and so therefore, I, you know, whenever you're booked for these jobs, you meet... You meet colleagues from other languages. They do exactly the same job. So I, I felt I knew enough people in the industry as well to be able to set it up and um, that I would probably enjoy it. And I was not wrong. <laughs> I do enjoy it. And you do? So I have a background of production, post-production, theatre, studied journalism. I've kind of gone throughout my life doing all of these different jobs and then decided after representing comedians that I thought it might be a nice step to move on to representing voiceovers. Luckily, I got given a, a job in the voiceover world and it's been since 2010 that I've been working in this industry and have gone from several companies to now working for Chatterbox. It's really, really enjoyable. And from obviously knowing Camilla while I was working at another agency. I knew how it was in terms of voiceovers and how, you know, when she kind of discussed that Alchemy were going to have their own voiceover section, I kind of knew, you know, it's going to be a great new start to Chatterbox. And so, and here we are, six years later, still with Chatterbox. Fantastic. Mm. Luciano, you have recently joined the Chatterbox family as one of their superior agents. <laughs> so it's definitely my first job um, in the world of voiceover. Um, my background is I've been studying uh, video game design since I moved to the UK. I kind of understand that that is a big component, especially in video games, but I never really got the chance to work alongside voiceover artists or I knew nothing about it. So it was only like after my experience in localization and translation um, after university that I managed to, I don't know, I think the world kind of collided in a way that I got to meet you people at Chatterbox. I had an interview with Joe. I think that went really well. <laughs> <laughs> well it's been going very well ever since then. <laughs> Obviously, I want to ask you, what's the most exciting and the most challenging thing about being an agent for each of you? Trying to schedule a 50 language project and have it in the time frame of three days and the client doesn't give you any extra, you know, negotiations and there's problems with voices, with costs, with usage. All of that is a challenge. The, the ones that I really enjoy are jobs that you can get a voice who you haven't got a job for in like a year and you've got them this amazing job that has let's say a thousand pound usage or two thousand pound usage and they've just they just light up and it mm. makes my day because mm. you just know that they're it's worth that they're getting this job, they're feeling happy about it, their confidence has been knocked because they haven't heard from us and then they hear from us and then they get this job and, you know, 
it's just and making someone's day, absolutely. seeing them be happy. Just love to see them, and you know, you get a perk, maybe a bottle of wine or some box of chocolates. <laughs> you know, there's a nice little perk. It's nice to see when voices, you know, have. I think I can speak with all of us, and you know, when you have that rapport, and voices want to come and work for you because they know that they trust you, yeah. and I feel. You know, when a voice comes up to me and goes, I wouldn't do this normally, but for you, I could, it, it could be a lie, you know, by all means, they're just saying it to me. But I feel a personal connection with certain voices. And when they can do that for you and you can then get them projects that maybe, you know, they get a little bit more from, it's always a lovely thing to see. I love watching voices who get you know, a massive project. So creating a special connection with your voices makes really the difference. Absolutely. And it becomes much easier when you're coming to scheduling projects and when you need to negotiate fees sometimes. You know, we can't always follow that that structure. Things get changed along the line. Mm. So it's nice when a voice can you know, understand where we as agents come from. We're just sitting behind the desk, but we are doing so much mm. administrative work. Which is not that seen. That I think yeah. some voices don't always see. So it's nice when you're appreciated as well. I think going back to what you were asking earlier, it's kind of the challenge, at least for me as a newbie, is making sure everyone's happy. And it feels sad on some level when you can't, necessarily give a job to everyone mm-hmm. you know you you want to please everyone you want to make sure everyone gets their bit yeah you feel sad when uh you have auditioned 20 voices and just one of them wins yeah. the job right. and you have to basically bring the sad news to the to the rest yeah. and see mm. their disappointment but that's part of your that's job the nature of this business yeah. unfortunately yeah. if you've been in it for a long time you know as an actress as a voice artist that that one commercial is going to come to you at some point. It's just waiting for it. And it's horrible when we have to always say no or we haven't, you know, you haven't got this job at this particular moment in time. But, yeah, like Luciana said, we can't... We want to try and please everyone, but we can't. And it does hurt us as agents, but we have to carry on. As an agent, how would you nurture your relationship with your voices? I think everyone's different, isn't it? I, I, I have one of those cheeky, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, you know, sort of kind of like conversations and can pick up a phone and be able to kind of make them feel more confident about themselves, explain that it's, it's, it's not you, it's me sort of conversation. Um, but I think we all have to kind of, in a way, be truthful. Yeah. And and just say, look, the client unfortunately didn't select you on this occasion. Here's the feedback. Let's try and work on it the next time. Yeah. It's and it's it's sometimes it's like a lottery, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like no matter how hard they've tried or how many auditions they've submitted, it wasn't their turn. It's just one of those. And yeah. their turn will come, like you said, Joe, that will come another time. Yeah. What can agents do for your career to be more successful? If you need guidance or advice, the agents are there for you. Whether you want to find out what the agents think your voiceover strength is, or which new reels you should be focusing on producing, or whether you need tips on how to promote yourself on social media, how to market yourself and venture into new areas of voiceover, just fire your questions away. Of course, because we, we are... Um 
I think it's part of our job as well to be like um, good support or coaches even, you know, and to help help the voices maintain their sense of confidence, which is so important yeah. in this But industry. we have to be productive as well, don't we? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if we have a, a job for a gaming um, project and six of our voices out of 10 don't have a gaming reel, we yeah. have to be productive and we have to say, right, we need to get you some gaming reels so we can put you forward for these jobs. Yeah. So voices like the fact that we mm. can contact them and say, look, I want to put you forward for this, but I think we need to discuss how we can bring you in and do a reel to show off your talent so we can get you more work. Mm. And I think a lot of our voices respect us for that because yeah. we are quite, you know clued up on on what projects are happening and a lot of our voices want to come to us and and we like to nurture them mm. i think making sure that they're getting the best reels out there for the jobs that we can put them forward for and to help mm. up their game yeah Chatterbox Voices have been hosting numerous exciting, insightful and practical workshops. From all-round workshops aimed to introduce anyone interested in voiceovers to the different types of work or to help experienced voice actors up their game. To workshops specialized in audiobooks, video games, dubbing and lip-syncing. I myself had had the pleasure to host dubbing workshops with Chatterbox here at Alchemy Post. Why workshops and where the idea about them originated from? Camilla Luxton explains. Um, we started doing our workshops um, because I felt that personally when I started as a voice artist, I got the training in television because that was my first job. But then when I started getting bookings for other types of jobs, I was just thrown in at the deep end. <laughs> so the first time I did um, a documentary narration for one of these um, National Geographic or one of those channels, I it was the first time I've ever sat in a studio with with cans on and someone rabbiting in a different language. So this was in English and I was supposed to follow it in Norwegian and I'd never done it before. And it's really tricky the first time you do it, actually. So it's it's hard to find the balance of listening to yourself and listening to this other voice is um, rattling on. <laughs> and I remember remembering back to that experience thinking if only I had had the experience in a safe setting before I was booked for a job, I would have felt so much more comfortable. Because, you know, you do this job, you don't know how well you've done it or not because the engineer is English and then you walk out and then you think, oh gosh, this is going on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was, that was was the idea behind our workshops um, that uh, let's invite people to come and, and spend a day with us and in a safe setting where they can explore and as I said, yeah, it's safe and they can be given guidance, they can listen back, they can learn from the other people in the group. And then hopefully that, that will give them confidence for when they're booked for those different types of jobs. What advice would you give to voices who are looking for representation and having a successful voiceover career? Trips to Milan, bottle of champagne, <laughs> um, chocolate. Some gifts for you. <laughs> some just, uh-huh. you know, some gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blackmail. <laughs> I would say uh, research is key. Yeah, Spend lots of time researching. Find out uh, what is your selling point. You know, uh, what, what can you do and what can't you do as a voice artist? Uh, have a look around on web uh, websites and agents' websites and see who they've got on their books already mm. and see if they're missing someone like you. And then 
then you can write to them. Make sure that you have some good reels as well. And they don't need to cost the earth, really. I mean, if you have a commercial and a corporate, you can make that yourself, I'd say. I would spend my money on a gaming reel and animation reel. And you can, you can have a reel that works for both gaming and animation to start with anyway. And there is a lot of increase in games and audiobooks. E-learning is growing massively in dubbing as well with, uh, with the streaming uh, services available. So it's a good idea to invest in some good reels and find out, yeah, find out what your strengths are. If there are any gaps on your books, what are the particular voice styles and languages that you would be looking for? We're really sitting on the ground when it comes to African tribal <laughs> languages. <laughs> Seriously, I was in the I was in the shop the other day buying a new laptop, and the guy who was there he was said he was from Zimbabwe, and I said, "Can I have your details?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he spoke a couple of tribal languages. Oh wow! At least I know where to go and find him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the African dialects and yeah. the languages yeah. are a tough. Lithuanian and Latvian, I must say. Mm, we Filipino are, as well. Yeah, Filipino, yeah. definitely. We're um, hiring. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> what are the biggest mistakes voices do when it comes to working with agents? I think maybe taking their agent for granted. and not. It's probably not done on purpose, but it's helpful, I think, that we mention again that there's an awful lot of work that happens behind the scenes that agents are not paid for. We put in so much, so many hours of work that we're doing for our voices, hoping that we will get the job uh, mm. confirmed, but it doesn't always mm. happen. So we work really hard, actually, yeah. uh, without a lot of rewards most of the time. Mm. Maybe just sort of be a bit curious about what agents do that you don't know about. It's important to stay professional at mm. all times. And we've been talking about uh, you making voices and clients happy, but what would make an agent happy? Yeah. Clients happy. Voices happy. Cool projects. Cool projects. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fun yeah. projects. Making money. Making the money for the voices, I think. Yeah, and also with um, when you notice that there is this level of trust or if voices trust in you, they know that if, you know, they will give you a bit more flexibility, I think. Mm. Um, so we're saying, ah, you know, we have to slip this one through for a little bit less money this time. Is that okay? And if they know mm. that, you know, we always, always get the most money out of yeah. clients that we can for them and that we are transparent, that won't cause any concern, you know, and there might be a reason why. Maybe we are trying to enter a new area with a voice voiceovers and for this time only, yeah. we will have to go a little bit below budget. But they know that's not something we do, nor do we pocket m massive amounts of money uh, you know, because we are transparent. I think it's important as well that artists remember that we are on their side, but there has to be a compromise. And whenever that happens, it's not us as agent trying to trick you or, mm. you know, trying to get the better deal for us. Mm. But it's... It's good for them it, to have more trust has, in you. Right. And, you know, if if, if for one... If once you com you make that compromise with that particular client you may then secure yourself like a series of other jobs coming from that same client yeah, just yeah. because you had that capacity to to say, okay, in this case, I, I can get a little less and that will be fine. And you don't know the outcome of that 
of how that will play out in the future. Mm. So sometimes there needs to be some kind of leverage in terms of, mm. right, this is, you know, I have, I don't know, 30 years experience and I will never go lower than this, for example. Yes, I, I support that and I understand that. But there, there has to be exceptions. And I think when that scenario comes into place, some artists don't necessarily respond well to that. Mm. And I think our perception of that is, well, let's try to find some kind of middle point for, for mm. all of us. Yeah, I think it's important for artists to remember that, that we try to give you the mm. best we can. Mm. And we we fight for it. We yeah. support you. And reiterating what Camilla said, that you don't see what we do behind the scenes and how much mm. work we are trying to, how much we're trying to do in, in terms of with the clients and getting that job. And so you can get that job. When you are organising auditions, when you're running auditions, what would be your advice to the voices? I know that it's really important to have a quick turnaround. Mm. It's very important to have voices responding to your emails quickly mm. and uh, within the deadline and providing the right MP3, sample if it is MP3, labelled correctly. What else would be your advice? Yeah. Your, read your, read, read the email. Read it. Don't send us back four lines in separate WAV files when it says one WAV file with the four lines. You know, read emails properly. Please. Label them properly. Don't send... I've had, funny enough, I you know, when you record on your iPhone and then you press send, it doesn't even say your name. It just says yeah. the house location or something. We have to then go and... Not that that's a problem, it's going to take us long to do, but we have to rename it to the right person. We could just send it off and be like, yeah, send it. This person from number four, Doncaster Drive, has now uh, got a job. It's <laughs> And then we won't know who it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get back to us if you can as quickly as possible is, is key, I think, with auditions. Yeah. And if some voices have got more experience in particular area of the voiceovers, let's say they're more commercial voices, but they would like to try out uh, different areas, would you still consider them for auditions if they don't have the experience? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have the drive to and the curiosity and mm. you don't mind being put on the spot or, yeah, why not? Yeah. And isn't that how everyone learns? You, you Being given the chance. Given the chance yeah. to do, so you know to you're, you're, you're yeah. the one that's good at corporates and you're the one that's good at commercials. So you have to be given that chance to do a recording to know what your niche is. But, yeah, we, we're quite fair. We want to give everyone a chance. And then we know moving forward, oh, OK, she's actually really good. Let's give her more of this type of work. Yeah, we do like, we, we like to stretch voices as well. A few of our voices have come back saying they really enjoy that, actually, that we think of them and believe in them when they might not even have thought that they would be suitable yeah. for some, something. So that, gives, that creates new opportunities for people. And this is why for you guys having the workshops um, here at Alchemy Post is so important because you give an opportunity to voices to try out something new b before yeah. they actually are booked mm. to do the job. Mm. That's right. A lot of positive um, feedback from the workshops that are done as well. A lot of people say yeah. they're happy with it and yeah. they've come away learning more. So I think that's nice for us. I'm sure 2020 will see a lot of exciting and interesting workshops yeah, <laughs> being definitely. held here at Alchemy Post. Definitely. So stay tuned to find out more about them. 
let's wrap it up. What makes a good voiceover agent and what makes you different and standing out from the rest? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What makes me and Luciano good agents? A good agent is approachable. Um, a good agent knows their stuff. They have a, a good knowledge of all areas of, of voice service because there's quite a few. They are honest, they're trustworthy and they're transparent. Um, and I think you know when you have a good agent that if you don't feel afraid of calling your agent and asking questions, then you've got a good relationship already. Oh, that's me out then. <laughs> <laughs> Panic button, Dara. Panic, oh, yeah, panic button. Where's the panic button? Here at Chatterbox, we love outtakes. Here is our pick of today's outtakes. This is this a microphone? Is this meant to be like this? Because <laughs> you're all sideways, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Would you like some? Would you like some? Oh, Would you like some? I'm Would you like some? <laughs> I can be the lead uh, yeah. can person. Okay. The can-can oh, can can. <laughs> can-can person. Just now, I can't hear what Gerard says about me. A pan au chocolat. <laughs> um, a chocolate twist. <laughs> chocolate twist. <laughs> the, uh, how can I say this? It, it was the volume of Luciano's... No, your voice is... No, I don't think it was Luciano that was loud. I think it was... It's you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sounding all confused. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> I'll live with it. Hi, I'm Camilla Laxton, and I'm also known. No, let's do that again. Hi, I'm. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Hi, I'm. Um, no. <laughs> of all, who am I? That's a good question these days. Oh. <laughs> what do I say? Oh. Your name? Uh, <laughs> and I'm Luciano Cipolla. But when the night falls, you can call me L- Lucky Luciano. <laughs> <laughs> when the night falls, you call me Vampire. Are <laughs> oh, we short of Transylvanian accent? <laughs> what am I doing again? Again? I said it ten times. And I'm Luciano Cipolla. And when the night falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. That's all from Chatterbox Hub and our first episode. Up and close with the agents. We hope this episode gave you more insight into the do's and don'ts to getting hired and working with agents and how to nurture that relationship in a way which helps you grow your voiceover career. Stay tuned to find out more about the voiceover agents world, which we will continue revealing to you with our next episode. Our next episode will elaborate more on how agents build and nurture their relationship with clients. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.